Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas and the surrounding areas. People, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007. 9007 or online at explorehsv.com. And it is time for another real estate update with Miss Clara. Miss Clara, how are you doing today, dear? I am doing fantastic. It is a beautiful, sunny, warm day in central Arkansas. You know, I tell you what, I had somebody say the other day that, you know, well, it's kind of warm. And I'm like, yeah, but I remember those 20 degree days. And I'm like, no. No, no, I don't want any more of those. We're good. This will, this will make do. This will make do. Randy, what's it like in Dallas today? High of 104. Oh. But it's only going to feel like 108. So there's that. How many trees have you got? I mean, you know, kind of, you know, is that like, yeah, holding in the heat? Yeah, I think. Yeah. No, you know, I, well, we've got, it's Claire and I were talking before I hit record. It's, it's way more the asphalt jungle over here. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be hotter here. You could travel 30 minutes in any direction and well, okay, not, not West, but you could travel in the other direction for 30 minutes and it's probably going to be a tad cooler. So, ah, but next week it's going to be in the nineties high of Monday on Monday, 90 degrees. So that, Ooh, mm-hmm. you'll have to get your jacket, Randy. Yeah. So we got, so we got that to look forward to, but real well, estate over here and real estate everywhere. I mean, it, it is, it is still Claire. It is still the the focal point it's still the conversation piece you know over here of course interest rates people are talking but it doesn't seem to have i'm not going to say it hasn't slowed things down you know the dallas fort worth economy is so is so diverse and so different than the village but it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch from a safe distance here kind of the parallels because there are the big, 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 big difference is you can find something in the village <laughs> that's nice enough and is affordable enough, and you can go as high and as fantastically magnificent as you want, and you can't do that here. You know, you can you can find high end, but there are a lot of people I think over here that are going to struggle with affordability. And you can still, there's a ton of bang for the buck. I, I shared with Dennis, Dave Ramsey was on the other day and made a comment that now is the best time to buy in the next five years. If you think it's going to go down in the next five years, you're deluded. It ain't going to happen. It yes. may not rise as significantly as it, as it has in recent years over the next five, but five years from now, it's not going to be cheaper which I thought was a worthwhile commentary. Well, and I do agree with that. If you think about the big picture, I, I want to say I, I read an article where we are like seven and a half million homes shy in new construction. And that's a lot of that delay in that process is supply chain, getting materials, getting everything you need. So knowing that we have a deficit in the numbers of homes today you can see where it's going to take us five years to turn that around. So you're absolutely right. If you want to buy, this is the time to do it. And in the village, you can start at an entry-level townhome all the way up to owning your own island depending <laughs> when that one's on the market. So anything and everything in between, whether you want lake, golf front, a beautiful view, or the privacy with no one else around, you, the Hot Springs Village has it all. Well, it's the relativity. You know, we were hitting talking before we hit the button. I've got a friend that's in San Francisco and getting ready to move here. And he sold two houses or selling two houses, his parents and and his house. And they're getting ready to move here. And he said, now, you know, we're going to want a bigger place. He said, but, you know, we've we've only got a million dollars cash to do something with. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Clara. Yeah. I'm like, you could buy the better part of a lake 
<laughs> and a house for a million dollars in the, in the village. And, you know, but I get your point too, Randy. I mean, a million dollars isn't going to go quite so far in, as it would in Hot Springs Village, right, Clara? No, you're absolutely right. A million dollars could take you a long way, depending on what you want. That'd be a great opportunity to divest into maybe some investment properties as well as your your single family dwelling that you might live in. But Randy, to your point earlier, we need those houses to sell in, in the Dallas area. So those folks can come here. So we need your market to be good. So yeah, well, my hands in the air. So bring, yeah. bring your bring your cash over here. Bring your cash this way. We're, we're good. Absolutely. We're good. We, we can help you with it. Well, we hey, let's talk. Let, and, and sorry to sidetrack this, but if you if you care, so you have got a woman in your office I saw on your release on social media who had her own owned her own real estate company over here in the DFW area who's lived mm -hmm. over there in the village for a while. I, I pardon me, I can't remember her name, but I remember seeing it in the social media feed. So here's a realtor part of your team over there came from Dallas. I mean, those stories just abound. They abound. And I do think you're going to see. I think you're going to see that. I don't know if exponential is the right word, but you're going to, I think you're going to see big, big growth in that because my demographic, those of us that are getting long in the tooth, one out of here, we just, think, we just thinking one out of here and what the village offers. Those of us that are attracted to that is, is well, it's not price. It's priceless in one hand, but it does have a price and that price is affordability compared to what we're used to over here. So, yeah. And you're talking about Norma wall and boy, she's hit the, the pavement running here. Norma's unique. She actually still owns a real estate, a boutique real estate company in the Dallas Plano area. And she decided I'm going to move to hot Springs village. That's where I really want to live. And she decided once she moved here, you know, she's in the, the Dallas market, but not nearly as much because she lives here. And after a couple of years, she decided I need to be in the real estate here. So Norma has joined our team and she is busier than ever working on some commercial listings. And, and, and we are so thrilled to have her as part of our team. It's awesome. She sounds very interesting. I wanted to, and, and just let's come back to, I want to ask about the market in just a second, but Randy, give me a ballpark. You have a modestly nice house in Bedford there, right? Mm-hmm. And you pay relatively how much in real estate taxes a month? Taxes and insurance are going to cost me, call it a grand a month for a house that has no mortgage. For a house that has no mortgage. But that's, wow. listen, that's <clears throat> in all the news here, you know, and of course everybody, well, yeah, but you know, there's no income tax in Texas. No, but we have criminally high property taxes. Mm. And I was reading the other day and Clara, you, you read much more than I do in the, Dallas and Fort Worth both made, I saw on multiple top 10 lists of the top 10 places in the next few years that are going to be the average bear is not going to be able to afford a home. Mm -hmm. 2024 was the date that, that these two articles projected that Dallas would hit that point a year later, Fort Worth in 2025. Wow. You're already, you're already seeing, well, I can tell you the barometer is all of the apartments that are being built and wow. The Dallas Fort Worth area is, we are running amok with apartments and many, many more going up. It it's very common here, a one bedroom apartment, $1,600, 16 to $1,800. Can you, can you get cheaper? You can, but I mean, if you want in not luxury, just you want to be in a, wanna, yeah, you want to be in a quality place. Mm -hmm. That That's what you're, that's what you're staring at renting houses over here. Uh, if you want to be in a nice neighborhood, 35 to $5,500 a month for a long-term lease. Wow. So all you got to do is do some quick math and figure out the kind of income that it's going to take to sustain that. And those of us that are getting along in years and are mortgage free, it's like, I mean, why would you do that? Just why, why would you do that? I've got a compelling reason there. It's five grandkids, but you know, so I'm, I'm just approaching it a little differently than probably many people would, you know, I would like to have some kind of a presence here, but yeah, I, I, 
I don't blame her. You know, ditch Plano, ditch Dallas, go to the village. You know, I tell people all the time, listen, I could get up at six in the morning and by seven in the morning, I could be on the road. And by noon, I'm here. If I'm oh, in yeah. the village. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it's just perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. I know I hear a lot of people that I, I'll tell them, here's what I'm dreaming about doing. And they're like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just a little too far. And I'm like, I mean, if you're on the road three hours or if you're on the road five, I mean, okay, you get up earlier, you know, mm. I mean, it's, I just don't, for me, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel, you know, feel that different. So I do think that there's a ton of Texans over there already. There's a ton of people from Dallas, Fort Worth that have already pulled the trigger and come to the village. Yeah. I have zero doubt. You're going to see more of that. And hopefully, hopefully we help, hopefully, you know, through the podcast, we, we help drive that with just some added visibility because there still are a lot of people that I talked to about the village. Dennis and I talked and I introduced them to, to Cindy in your office, young couple that I've been, I've known, I've known them all their life. They'd never been to the village. They pulled the trigger on a, on a little town home as an investment property because sight unseen. Yeah, they were, they were, you know, they, they, they're both real estate people and they do a little bit of flipping and the market here dried up all the investors that had come in and snagged stuff that was kind of in the price point that this couple really specializes in. It was like, so what, I mean, what do we do? They had heard the podcast. They'd heard me ballyhoo hot springs village. And so bought it, came over there, you know, and Memorial day weekend could not find a place to stay no, at all, <laughs> you know? So they were like, well, for short term rental, that's a good sign. You know, and it's, it's hard that we couldn't find a place to stay, but, and, and I think there's, you know, there's some, th- these are kids. I say kids, they're neither of them are for, they're not 40 yet. You know, they're still in their thirties. Um, so yeah, I'm, Listen, I, obviously the podcast and with your thanks to you and your sponsorship of the, of the show, we're, we're all so bullish on the place, the bang for the buck, the bang for the quality of life. I personally don't know anything better, but it's my cup of tea and I freely admit that bias. So I have a favorable bias toward the village and I have high aspirations for it. You guys are there. We've all voted with our money. Uh, I am a property owner, thanks to Dennis. So we've made we've made the first little investment uh, there. But if it's what you're looking for, if it's if it's that kind of a of an atmosphere that uh, that you're attracted to, I just don't know where you would go that's better. I can promise you the Ozarks are going to be way more expensive, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. and it's just. It's just a gym. I think it's just a gym. I'll shut up. Well, I think it's interesting, Randy, because, you know, Cooper's original model was the bungalow weekend getaway, you know, because it is affordable and it is close to many major cities and easy to get to. So you're just following the original model 50 (laughs) years later. So you fit right in alignment with it. But you were talking about, you know, the price of, uh, insurance and taxes. That's one of the things that we are so blessed with. And I think that's why we're a big draw from the Chicago, the Illinois, the the New York crowd, even the the California crowd, you know, because you can get here and, and, and get reasonable insurance rates. And our millage is very reasonable for, you know, in, in supporting our school districts. We are very fortunate with that. And you on the flip side of that have had a lifetime to be able to afford what you're doing. Imagine the, the, the newlyweds with new children and, 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 and trying mm-hmm. to come up with that. That's where I think Hot Springs Village is just, we, we are a great mix of affordable housing, which offers a, affordable taxation, affordable homeowners insurance, that first home, maybe that second home. And we offer a solution for just about everyone. Are well, you clearly, seeing younger people come into the village? Are you seeing younger couples? Um, I, I, I think our demographics 
continue to be to differ across the board. We still have that 700 school age children that we're busing out or going to school. I still see a lot of pre-retirement folks that can work from home still moving here because they 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 want to have their staycations and they can do that here. Um, I don't, but we still have our upper end demographic folks as well. We've had folks that started the village that are still with us. So all ages, it always impresses me. There is a waiting list at Great Futures, which is our daycare system, six six weeks old to um, kindergarten. Mm -hmm. There's always a waiting list. There, mm. there's never not a waiting list and that's here within the gates. Well, and, and let me, because we, we touch on what the real estate taxes are and we don't come all the way back to it. Is it about Celine and Garland? Is it about eight to eight fifty eight dollars and 50 cents a thousand? Is that about what it works out to Clara? Um, I actually reverse it and do the millage. You know, our millage is based on a fifth of the value of the home times, right. whatever that millage rate is. So I've never reverse engineered it as per the, the dollars per <laughs> so. But I mean, typically where Randy's talking about a thousand dollars a month, typically it's between 80 and $120 a month for the average home in that ballpark. I mean, a, a, a decent home in the village is going to cost you under $2,000 a year in, in real Absolutely. estate. Tax. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to, I have a funny story. Got a new car the other day, newer car the other day, went to the DFNA yesterday, pulled in at 340, walked in, not a soul in the room, not a soul in the room. And I told the lady, I said, you know, y'all are popular on uh, social media. And she said, what? I said, there's a website, a website, a, a group called moving to Arkansas on Facebook. And she said, there is. And I said, yeah, I said, you guys were all over it. She said, what do you mean? I said, one lady said she came from California and she had to renew her car tags right before she came here. Renewing her car tags in California was $1,475. Oh yeah. Another lady chimed in that she came from Oregon and it was a little over a thousand. And I noted that mine was $27 and 50 cents. And she said, well, I got a story for you. She said, this explains something now. I said, what's that? And this, I think her name was Annette. I said, well, what's that? She said, we will have people who come in here, open the door with their friends or with their camera and go, look, there's nobody here. Look, you can just come and go anytime you want. And one lady said, what time did you get a reservation to go to the DFNA? And I was like, reservation? No. Who, who, who does that? No. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of other pieces and I didn't mean to digress. Tell us what the market is like right now. Are you still seeing lots of offers and bids and, and lots of cash offers? Well, interestingly enough, we had one particular home on Lake Balboa that went under contract yesterday. It only had 11 offers after 48 hours. So yes, we're seeing multiple offers. We are seeing creative offers. Um, looking at where we're trending, you know, I went and pulled stats over the last couple of years just to see how, how we're stacking up to the previous years. And today, meaning to today, we have sold 345 homes in the village, a little bit down from last year. Last year, we were at 388 homes. I think we may have lost this year, the average price sold home, meaning of that 345, is is over $304,000. How much is that up from a year on over? The, and that's the interest, up $30,000 from last year. Over 10%? At 274. And then if I go back all the way to 2019, just three solid years ago, 193000 Really? I think those are impressive. So if you take the 193,000 times the 324 homes we sold in 2019 compared to now, oh my goodness. You know, so yes, prices are holding their own multiple offers and we're still, we're still clicking away. We're still selling houses just about as fast as they come on the market. As long as they meet that, that need and that location and that price point for folks. And, and you're, you're not seeing any particular problem with bankers. I mean, the banks are looking at appraisals and getting numbers that they're happy with or. Uh, we've had a few issues with appraisals, not many, 
we actually have buyers, maybe with creative market that come in and say, we'll pay any difference between the appraised value and the loan value. So <laughs> that's a point of creativity in our market. Today. Isn't it now? Isn't it now? Well, and a point of cash uh, because they've got the funds and what we, we talk about it and we, we need to bring it up again. People are t- coming from very, in my opinion, wildly overpriced markets coming to a very reasonably priced market and going, well, we're cash rich. What, well, yeah, we'll just buy it. We'll pay the difference. We don't mind that. Had that been in their own hometown, they might've gone, oh, that, that's, that's going to be a little hard to meet. But because the price differential is so huge, yeah, it's just cash in their pocket and we might as well spend, you know, put, put, put 50,000 on the cost of the house. We'll put that money into it. And now it is worth that amount, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm still seeing a fair share of loans, though. I still see folks, even though, you know, I looked at the the pricing trends for the rates on loans. I mean, that that arrow is definitely, you know, moving its way up. Um, But we're still seeing folks put in offers based on loans. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, I. I'm, I'm believing Dave Ramsey that that we're in a market that's going to continue for the next well, five years. And, and just one last follow up question. I'll give, throw back to Randy here in a second. The the demographic that you're seeing, there's not a spike in anything. It's just a broad spectrum demographic. I mean, it's it's young people, it's middle agers, it's boomers, it's older retirees, it's everybody. And it just about everyone. We, I, I would say our pre-retirement and retirement folks probably weigh a little bit heavier but they always have, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. if you look at, you know, our, our younger folks and, and our, you know, newly married folks and, and the, the new families, uh, it, that's always been the trend that the pre-retirement and retirement folks. So I, I think, it, I think it's remaining steady. Let's talk to the people in our audience that they've been to the village. They're smitten with it. They've never been to the village. They've never even been to Arkansas, but for some reason, probably because of the stellar job that Dennis and I are doing here. <laughs> it's on what their, else could it be? Yeah, what else could it be? What else it, has to be? It's on, their, it's on their radar, and so they're coming wanting to move, and I realize that the circumstances and the situations can all be different, but your best advice for somebody who wants to come to the village and, f- and find a home, I mean, what, what are some of the things that, that we could do to prepare ourselves and put ourselves in the best position so that, hey, we look at this house and we're like, man, this is this is the one. We really like this house. What can we do to put ourselves in the best position? Well, a couple of things come to mind. My my, the first issue that comes to mind, the first thing that I would consider is if you're coming to the village, you need to get yourself with someone who understands our community and can get you around our main streets and through our. 283 subdivisions in our 500 miles of paved road. So I'd make sure that that I had a tour guide, whether it was a family friend, a next door neighbor, a, a lost cousin, or a great realtor, because Remax would love to help you with that. The so next if thing I, I, if I, do, if I can, I want to interject, and I apologize for interrupting. I really do. I want to interject one more second. I want to expound on exactly what you're saying. A lot of people, I, I, I understand there are people that have realtor preferences and they go, oh God, the last one I want to talk to is a realtor. And, and I want to talk to a used car salesman before I want to talk to a realtor. Mm-hmm. I can tell you around this lake, I can tell you hundreds of thousands of dollars that people have lost because they did not have a qualified realtor who did exactly what you said that knows the area, not a realtor, not somebody from Benton, not somebody from Hot Springs, a realtor in the village who knows the product. And I won't even go down that path right now because you know where we are, but I, I, I cannot stress this strongly enough. Get a build, find a realtor, find somebody that you just get along with. You click, they got a good personality and, and it will be so rewarding. And I'm sorry, Claire, to interrupt. I really am, but I, no. I cannot make that point strongly enough. It really, and, and I'm the, I'm one of those guys. I really am not looking for a realtor to work with all the time. But I, I don't think you can do it. You can get a good deal here alone. I, I just don't think it's possible. And if you're coming from a big city, I would interject this. It's just different. Yeah, it's just it different. The whole, feel, the whole feel, the whole feel is different. I mean, I get it. I'm over here in Tarrant County in Dallas, Fort Worth. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's more realtors per square foot than there are probably <laughs> any other profession. Right. Uh, 
and I don't have a negative bias toward it. I've got, I've got friends, good friends in, in, in the biz, but it's different there. Yeah. It's just stinking different there. It's, it, it's much more, it's not just small town feel and, and more communal. It's just, it, there are some oddities to it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just a different world. It was the whole impetus for this podcast because this is a property owners association run community. It has all the trappings of a city, but no taxation authority. And it's just different. It's just very, very different. John Paul told us, we cite this all the time that, you know, his personal belief was if you, if you had not lived in the village for at least four years, you shouldn't be able to run for the board. Um, because it takes a while, you can dramatically flatten that learning curve by visiting with somebody at Remax of Hot Springs Village and being connected to somebody that's that's deep in it, lives in it, works in it. And to me, there's just no reason to try to learn that the hard way when you don't have to and put aside all the negative biases you might have. That'd be my my two cents. Well, and I wouldn't want anyone to have regrets because they didn't have a bigger picture. You know, they didn't know more about that particular subdivision or that neighborhood or uh, some nuances about the house down the street that, that the realtor professional may know. But let's continue. Some of the other things about moving to our community and getting ready or getting yourself set up to consider moving here is you better have a plan. Because, and I'll use you as an example, Randy, if you decided to sell your house and you put it on the market, you're going to be homeless. So you need to have a plan as to a timeline and an expectation before moving here so that you can make that work on this end as well. In other words, have that timeline of when you anticipate closing and you can get your items moved in and get moved in and coordinate with other schedules like the crazy moving schedules because everyone's moving in the summer and, and those types of things. So timelines really come into play um, when selling one home or leaving a community, making the movers work and, and getting here. And then the last thing I would say is to have your finances in place, whatever that might be, whether it's an inheritance that you're going to use or you were able to sell that million dollar homestead in California and you're going to use it as cash or you're going to cash out some IRA money or you're going to do a conventional loan, whatever that might be, have that in place. Know, have yourself in a better negotiating position when it comes time to be one of those 11 offers on that house so that you're, you're assured to get it. So and, those and, are some and, of my top, my top items. And let's go back to that Balboa house. People go, oh, well, it, they just went for the highest rate. They, they went for the highest price. Not always. No. no somebody may say, I'll give you 90 days to keep living in that house. And there's so many tangibles that you find with your realtor. If I can't make this clear enough, my apologies for reiterating the same point, but I want to come back. So let's talk about, and, and you're talking about your finance there. What's the value of having, and I'm using air quotes here, people listening, verified funds. What, what does that do for us, Clara? Well, I think having a relationship with a banker, with someone who can who can assess that person's financial situation and make those determinations and give you that that confidence in going into that offer with those verified funds, your air quote verified funds. <laughs> I, I think that is the uh, of the utmost importance because it may be the deal breaker. If you can't get in touch with that person, if you're making an offer on the weekend, if, 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 I mean, there's so many, what ifs. I mean, you want yourself to be in the best negotiating position for that moment. The houses that, that in, in over the last, let's say over the last 90 days, I mean, describe for us, and I know there's no typical, but if you had to, if I, if you, I forced you to kind of give us a typical because what we're finding over here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and people are like, oh, well, it's cooling off. Well, tap the brakes there. That, that cooling off looks like an outrageously hot market historically. I mean, if you were to go back, you know, not all right. that long ago. So 
the number of offers and the speed with which offers are made and whatnot, has that slowed down some over here? It has. Describe, describe the village in those terms for us. Great point that you bring up, Randy. If I go back and look at my, my 2019 stats, we were 72 days on the market, active on the market. We are 16 days active on the market now. So we went from 72 and 19 to 73 and 20, 33, 21 just last year to 16 days on the market active. So huge difference that that we, we are still moving homes as quick as ever, as quick as they're coming on the market. And, and I'm seeing some price points in that low 100s you know, average about 125 for some of those um, townhomes that we talked about, two bedroom, one and a half baths. And uh, we've closed up, you know, homes as high as almost a million dollars, 899,000, I want to say. Matter of fact, I was looking at last month's, I think we closed the 762 was, was our highest price home that we closed in May. So very good range, very good range of, of price points. Diane has made note, you were talking about townhouses. Diane has made note repeatedly, DeSoto courts, Bellina courts, these are the lesser areas of the village and, and they're not bad. They're not bad at all. They're just older units that need some love and need to be refurbished. And Diane had made note, you know, why didn't somebody, everybody uses the somebody, why didn't somebody else, you know, go in and buy all these units? I'm number one, you know, everybody wants to sell, but number two, you know, it, it's, it's gotta be a, a unified effort. Well, who knew that a pandemic would be the unifying effort because the, that every one of those units has elevated in price dramatically. Some, some as much as double, I assume some are much more valuable than they used to be. And they're still right on the golf course. They're right on the lake. They're, they're nice, nice, nice townhomes that people just haven't really paid as much attention to and given as much love to. No, but that's that's historic in any real estate market, though, you know, in in a slower market, not our current market, not our last five years, you would see the choice homes only sell the beautiful views, the great lakes, the golf courses. Mm -hmm. But as that market improves, which we are in a fantastic market, any and everything selling, including the vacant land. And that's when those townhouses will sell when the you know our market's fantastic when the townhomes are selling, and you're absolutely right, Dennis. We uh, we just closed one in DeSoto Courts at $130,000, two bedrooms, two story, not an end unit, one and a half baths. That's fantastic because those are great homes. They are. It is a great location, and we are seeing more folks move in as a permanent homestead, not just the nightly vacation rentals. Hmm. Uh, I was going to ask back on the home, home side, Brandon, at one point, I thought Brandon with Renaissance Homes, another guy we've had here and love to entertain on, the, on our show. Uh, I think Brandon had something like 28 homes on the ground at one time. And I mean, he's making them as fast as he can. Those homes are a lot of those pre-sold or is, are you, you guys representing that or how, how does that work? It depends on the situation. Some of them have been pre-sold. Some of them have been, hey, I'm looking they, they see one that's already under contract and then go, I want that exact home over here. And so Brandon's able to do some of the pre-solds in that situation. But in most cases, it's, if any of the builders get anything on the ground and people can see what the potential is of it, it's not lasting. So that it's just crazy right now. I had the opportunity to talk to Brandon just yesterday. And he's, he's, he's got some irons in the fire. He's got some rentals that he's considering, some long-term rentals and going to start work, doing some more work in Pacifica. You know, he's building out his complex here off DeSoto near the East Gate. He, he, he's, he's moving and shaking. Glad to see him doing more and more in our community. My, my parents asked me to meet them at the East Gate this morning to pick up some stuff. And they live in Benton. I obviously live in the village about halfway, you know. And so I met them at the East Gate and we sat at the East Gate. We may have talked 20 minutes. And during that 20 minutes, two lumber trucks came through, three trucks with either toilets on the back, lumber in the back, hardware in the back. The, at least half of the vehicles coming through that East Gate were construction vehicles with construction materials on the back of it. Does that tell us something, Clara? I, I think it's just indicative of the new construction market 
And we're still carrying over. You know, we, we pulled a lot of permits last year. We had many homes that were delayed. I think we're, we're starting to see some of that supply chain open up and be able to build those houses that, that we've been working on. Matter of fact, we're talking about vacant land. You know, we sold 158 lots talking about in our real estate community. That's not what individuals sold or neighbors sold or even our POA on their own for during that first almost six months of the year. We've only sold 114 this year. That really? number's down a little bit. So hmm. I, I think that's, that's telling. I still think that's a great number. That's over double of what we sold in 2019. I, I do see the new construction market just continue to be fertile and move forward. One group that I, I want to address who may or may not be listening, but I'm, I'm going to work hard to attract is the, uh, we'll call them, we'll call them the, the young, the young professionals. Mm-hmm. They absolutely exist here in DFW and with the increasing proliferation of fiber and really reliable high-speed internet in the village, which I think is also going to be a major game changer, uh, particularly for remote work. And sorry to burst anybody's bubble, but remote work is here to stay. Yeah. Uh, I think the pandemic, you know, caused business businesses to consider and, and think about it. It's the old heads like me. I'm, I'm not of that ilk, but it's my generation of corporate leaders who are insisting that workers come back and have butts in the seat because it's how we grew up and it's just comfortable. It makes but them feel good. But it, but it's not coming. In my opinion, as a business person, it's not it's not coming back. So the the young the young couple in Little Rock, the young couple even in 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 Fort Worth, Dallas area, that may be struggling for a starter home. Talk about the opportunities inside the village for somebody in a situation like that, where they could work remotely or even from Little Rock, they could commute. And now the opportunity f- for your starter home to be inside the village and then project out, I don't know, five years from now, what you might could do that just wouldn't be possible in a lot of other locations. What are the opportunities in your opinion? I, I think the opportunities are huge. And I think we have been a draw in that regard to, to some of the young professionals but I think once we get this construction behind us on Highway 5 and, and we get the bypass straightened out and, and finished and headed our way, I think the sky's the limit. And you're absolutely right with, with the fiber opportunities and the, the starter home perspective, whether you get a, a home that's been on the ground for a while or you build a new starter home, I could see that being an investment opportunity for you. And then you, you know, in your professional career, you decide that you're ready to fleet up to that, that beautiful lakefront home. And now you've got an investment home in our community. Opportunities are endless, endless, depending on, on you know, how much time and effort you want to put in our community. Well, What's uh, happening with square footage inside the village? Speaking of, of that, I mean, are there, I know there are various things based on subdivision. And this is one of those things where you could really use a Remax agent helping walk you through this because hard to know with 283 different subdivisions and the various different kinds of things going on is there any is there any movement for smaller i get the homes are getting smaller they are everywhere it seems just because of cost but what's the shift in the village look like in that regard well, I think traditionally we've built a good 2,000 square foot home. And I say 2,000. We, we started in that 18, 1850 up into that 24, 2,600 square feet. That has always been a draw in our community. And I still see that continue to be a draw. You know, school of thought is you get to the village and you buy your first house. You buy the house you can get. And you, then you decide it's time I need the house that I want. Let's get that big Lake Balboa home because I want to entertain the grandkids. I want to entertain my neighbors. I I'm, you know, want to be big, big with my local social clubs, whatever that might be. And then you get the house you need. 
Then you get the house that that isn't the five and six thousand square feet. It's not on two levels. It's easier to maintain. And traditionally speaking, we're we're still seeing that eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred. I, I still think that's that's still the sweet spot in in a size of home. But I do see folks moving to smaller homes and downsizing and decluttering. You know, one of the things that has been a huge success for us, and we've talked about this previously, are the two buildings in the Los Lagos, um, the Los Lagos community that have been converted to apartments. The smaller, or we call the B units, they're 455 square feet. They're all taken. I've got 24 apartments that are full. So people are looking to downsize. They are looking to streamline and I think it, I think it just depends on the person. I will make note. And I, I want to just bring it up when we talk about the, the square feet, Randy, part of the thing is, uh, and um, uh, Randy, how old is your house? 35 years old, 78 built in 78. Okay. So, uh, and uh, where I'm going with this, uh, this was built in 78, about the same time, the, the new floor plans that I see Brandon and others building are just smarter. Don't they use, I mean, it, it used to be, it would seem like we just kind of threw away some square feet on a hall or a whatever. And nowadays those, some of the floor plans I see are just much more intelligent. Don't you, Clara? Um, Yeah, they're definitely more modern, better use of space, even better use of materials, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, the high E windows and the better insulation and even light bulbs. I was amazed. I replaced all my kitchen lighting to the new LED it looks like daylight in there compared to what it was. I was so surprised. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're making better use of space, but that doesn't mean people still don't want space. It depends on the needs of the person. I mean, 6,000 square feet are still selling. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine wow. it, but I salute you. <laughs> if you can afford and you want 6,000 square feet. I salute you. I and if you want a full, you know, a workshop that's 3000 feet in the bottom of your good luck. Good. And, and let's be frank about it. Part of these things, when we're talking about really have big houses like that, Clara, the, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the vast majority, I mean, the vast majority of these are either built on a hillside or built on a lake where there's a slope and it just makes sense to have a walkout basement. And the walkout basement is pardon the term free. You know, you don't have to put a roof over it. You've already got a roof over it. So that's, you know, some of the 6,000 square footers or the 4,500 square footers or the 5,000 square footers. That's because they were built on a lake on a slope and they got another 2,000 square foot bonus on the bottom. Is that somewhat true? Absolutely. And and you see a lot of uh, division of space where they're able to make guest spaces and put in rec rooms and the craft rooms and the workout rooms and, and really use that additional space to their advantage. And whether that's on a golf course, a view area or the lake, absolutely. They, they took advantage. You know, I've seen a lot of lower units, lower houses that had a full kitchen that looked just like the upstairs. Impressive. I'm like, I don't know that I could cook enough food (laughs) to use those kitchens. (laughs) Think of the steps you would get just going up and down the steps. Come on. Yeah. yeah that'd I, think, cardio. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> describe, describe for us the market inside. So we've talked about people that moving, moving in, but what about the people that are already there? They've got a house. They might want to sell it. Maybe they want to, maybe they want to upgrade. Maybe they want to downsize, but they're not looking to leave the village, but they are looking to sell their existing place and find a new place. What, what is that market looking like? That market is still strong as ever. Sometimes it has to do with maybe the contour of the lot, the type of lot, maybe they're what they want to use the house for. Maybe they didn't realize that they were going to need as much square footage for their wood craft hobbies or whatever hobby that might be. Maybe they want to be the yard of the month and need the space to be able to beautify their yard. Um, or it might just come down to they're ready to downsize. So we're seeing both moving up into the space that they need that they've grown that that they've grown into, or ready to start that downsizing process and and not have to clean the you know four thousand square foot house every day. So all right, well, let's give a shout out to Cindy Strait. Cindy 
manages the short-term rental business for Remax of Hot Springs Village and works very closely with Clara. Let's let's talk about that before we, we wrap up. Short-term rental inside the village, and you have what to say. I think this is a wonderful place to live, but you really don't know anything about it until you come and visit. And that's where our nightly rental vacation rental program can help you accomplish that. And Cindy's doing a fantastic job. So if you're interested in a nightly rental, check us out online at villagenightlyrentals.com. Well, yeah, well, she, she, I'm she's wrong, not ambitious you, enough. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, she's she's lazy. Yeah, that no, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, she's busy. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you now because I get this phone call, and I'm not exaggerating. I get this phone call twice a week. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a place to rent longer term, one bedroom, two bedroom, eight hundred dollars a month, and I'm like, I, I don't know that that even exists because Cindy does longer term. I mean, y'all do. Remax does longer term rentals too. Right. What is that market even like? Does that even exist for that price? Well, we we are fortunate enough. We have both the nightly rental program, the vacation rental program, which Cindy Strait runs. And then I do have a long-term rental program. I've got about 125 homes on that program. And Karen Maloney's holding down the fort for me there. And we do have some entry-level units, some two-bedrooms, mostly townhomes, a couple of them start in that $800 price point. And on those long-term rentals, those are without the utilities paid. There's no furnishings. The tenant has to keep the yard up, those types of things. They are literally getting the property to lease as compared to what Cindy's doing, fully furnished, the internet's provided, the electricity's turned on, all of those things. So that price point that Cindy's going to have for anything other than a nightly rental will be at a higher price point because it is offering all the utilities, all the amenities included. So there are some properties at that end, right? I mean, there's something you could do. There are, there are a few at that price point and some of those apartments at the trails meet that as well. The interesting thing about the, we call it the trails on the lake and those are the Los Lagos apartments that they start in that price point and they are utilities included. And they're lakefront. I mean, my goodness, it's, it, most people can't get a mobile home for that. If you get my drift, I mean, no, that's just and, remarkable. And then the newer building, it actually has internet as well. So oh, it's, wow. it, 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 it's a nice situation We're we're actually in negotiations with uh, maybe being able to pick up another building depending on the future circumstances. So unbelievable. And those are really nice facilities. They really are. Uh, they anyway, are. <clears throat> how many, how many of that 125 do you actually have available now? Because I, I had heard stories about people staying in short-term rentals simply because they're waiting for their home to be built in the last two months or whatever. And that is still the case, but on the 125 um, long-term rentals, um, I, I really don't have any. When I get one on the market available, I'll have three or four or five people that are looking at it, ready to rent it. So you really have to keep an eye on our website on our long-term rentals as well. So hsbrentalhomes.com if you're looking for a long-term rental. And, and I'm hearing a plug, and, Randy. I'm hearing a plug. And, and, and in that, you, if someone's interested in the long-term rental, they need to check daily because yeah. they will come and go that quickly. Wow. What's the website again, Clara? HSB Rental Homes with an S dot com. Well, you're and like Randy, the day, you're like the daycare. You need a you have to have a waiting list. <laughs> you and and we do, we we do yeah. have a waiting list for our long term rentals. For example, with with what Dennis had mentioned, you know, we've got folks living in our nightly rentals and some of our long term rentals just as a placeholder building their new homes. So Randy, I was going to ask you and, and Clara, if you don't mind, Randy, can we, in this post, can you put that uh, Dave Ramsey article about the best yeah. time in five years? I mean, that, it was very, very sound and very, very well written. Yeah. It was and on it, his radio show. And there's a, there's a little seven minute YouTube snippet where, you know, he's addressing that you know, with the best, the best time to buy is now, but come on that I know enough about real estate y'all know way more than I do to know that the, the best time to buy is today, you know, well, the best time to have bought was five years ago, 10 years ago. The second best time is today. Cause that's just, 
that's just how it's gone. Yes. Have there been some outliers happen? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, but I hear people refer to 0708. 0708 is not going to be replicated. That, that, that what happened to us as an economy in 0708. Now something different may happen, but right. that scenario, you know, that housing scenario in my opinion, in my opinion, and I'm trusting bigger brains than mine is, is not going to be, is not going to be replicated. You know, I just, we are seeing it, but here we are in, in there are seven and a half million people in the Dallas Fort Worth Metro area. And we are growing, we are growing by hundreds of thousands of people every year. And you know, where, where are you going to put these people? So the supply demand that was kind of the beginning of this conversation, mm -hmm. how many houses behind we are to accommodate the people that would like to have a house. I mean, boy, I don't see us catching up with that anytime soon. Do you Claire? I, I don't see us catching up. I, I, I see things leveling off but I don't, I, all the predictors don't, don't show sharp decreases in anything that's going on right now. Yeah. Well, everybody, everybody talks about the, the five and a half percent interest or whatever. It, Clara, isn't that basically where we were in 2019? No, we weren't quite that high, Okay. but we've talked about this before. I bought my first house at 7.875 and I was thrilled. So, um, I'm not this five doesn't concern me at all. I had a 14% mortgage when other people had 17, because I had a great credit score and we thought we'd hit the lottery. Yeah. My kids look at me like 17. How did you do it? And I'm like, I have no idea. Well, I, have Fed no idea. I, I can tell you this. I can tell you that $150,000 house was a really nice house. <laughs> so there's that, but still come on incomes and everything else. It's, it's all re It's all relative. Come on, home ownership is probably like anything else. I do understand that some people are absolutely going to be priced out of the market, depending on where they are. Here right. in Dallas Fort Worth, I completely understand the single mom who's got two kids and who's working her fingers to the bone. I'm sorry and I hate it, but home ownership is probably not in the cards for her. That's just the practical reality. But right. for those of us that have other options, and you don't have to be here and the world has proven that we can be super mobile and thanks to remote work and good internet connection. Uh, I've told the story before I, and it happens every time I Airbnb over there. If I Airbnb and there's an, there's an adjacent unit invariably, it's a younger couple. It's a younger couple. And I can't tell the last three trips that we've made the younger couple was from little rock. They were coming over there to look, to see about buying a home there and making that drive. Now I understand gas prices being what they are. That probably ain't real high on people's list today with gas at five bucks a gallon or pushing it. But point is people today, I look at the, I look at a 30 something year old today. Claire and I'm thinking, I mean, they've got so many more options than I had mm -hmm. at that age, predominantly because of the internet and the way that work is flexible. It just wasn't even, we couldn't have fathomed the different opportunities, you know, that they've got. What haven't we talked about that we absolutely positively need to make sure the audience knows Claire? I think we are set up for a beautiful summer. The beaches are open. The pools are open. The golf courses are open. I, I still tickles my heart to see junior golf out there every Tuesday and Thursday. There is a hundred and one reasons to come visit hot Springs village this summer. Well, let, let me go back. I want to be the negative Nelly just for a second, just so you can disprove me. Okay. If, if, if there is, and I'm not, I don't even like the term, but if there is a correction and i'm using air quotes again for you listening if there is a correction it's not going to be a 20 percent correction and i don't clara what's what's the downside what would be oh gee the the the, the housing market just really takes it on the chin 10 percent, five percent or would it just zero off 
I, I think we're just going to find what is level. I, I don't think we're going to see anything major or significant like we did, like Randy mentioned in 2007, 2008, where people just couldn't sell their houses because their, their deficit was so big. I, I just don't see that happening anytime soon. At least, at least that's my hopes and prayers. How's that? Well, and, and the bottom line is, I mean, let's just face it. The fundamentals are completely different. These are these are these home loans we're talking about right now. The inflation of sorts that we've had of these home loans is based on the fact that people do have cash, people do have jobs, people can. Th these are not fabricated loans that are given to marginal people in any case. These are sound homes, sound. So I guess where I'm going is: is this the new normal? Is this the new floor? I think, I think we are within the range of normal. I, I don't think we, any of us could predict exactly what it's going to be. But, you know, we talked earlier about even part of the negotiating being, okay, I didn't appraise. I've got this cash difference and I'm willing to pay it. I think we're going into the purchase knowing that. So I think that's, that's a plus on both ends. I, yeah. I, I, I think we're, we're, we're where we're going to be for a while and we just need to buckle up for the ride and be ready. <laughs> And I think everybody needs, you've got to paint with a really fine brush. I think gone are the days where you can paint with a roller and, and make some sweeping generalization about just real estate in general. I can tell you that in Dallas, Fort Worth, you can all you, neighborhood by neighborhood. It's very different. It's very different from school system to school system. It's, it's very different in the, in the demographics of a neighborhood. I mean, I could, I could drive within five minutes to a neighborhood that I can promise you the days on market are going to be significantly different than where I'm living right now than the street I'm on, uh, a dramatically negative difference. I don't know about that, but I mean a week, two weeks, which seems significant when you're within spitting distance from mm -hmm. one another. But that I, I think the differences are that minute from market to market, neighborhood to neighborhood. And you're seeing it all over. You're seeing it all over the country. You know, Dennis mentioned the, the fella in, in the Bay area. Well, I, I'm not familiar with, I'm not familiar with where he's at and the particular neighborhood where he is. And if that's the experience he's got, I'm not brave enough to say, well, that's in general, then that's what's happening in that market. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the house. I don't know the neighborhood. There's too many variables that we don't know. And yet we all re, you know, we catch ourselves regurgitating some of these things as though they're fact. And many times they're just one off. I, I want your opinion on this because uh, we are such strong proponents of, of short-term rental. And I don't want to get in the pulpit necessarily about that, except I'm such an advocate for it because without it, I would have never known about the village. Without it, I would have never had the opportunity to get to know the village and to buy a piece of property there or to think about it becoming my next place where I reside had it not been for short-term rental. Well, uniquely for me, and I'm sure for both of you, I rented for 16 years. You know, I we would come here on vacation and visit family, and we rented every time. And I would hope that I was a good renter. You know, I, are we seeing, you know, an occasional troublemaker? Yes, in any community. But I don't think we're seeing it widespread. I don't think we're seeing it on a large scale. And I totally agree with you, Randy. I think once we can get people inside our gates, they will fall in love with our community. And I think the nightly rentals, the vacation rentals are just set up perfect for that because it allows people to come in and experience our community and eat at our restaurants and play at our golf courses and visit the beach and go to the pool and do and experience some of what our great community has and then make a, then make a decision chances are they fall in love yeah well i can guarantee you will I can just guarantee you will. I'll, 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 I'll hang it out there. I'll hang it out there and guarantee if you've not been inside Hot Springs Village, you owe it to yourself to make the trek. I don't care where you're coming from. We've heard from people that are all over. And if you can make it, if you can make the trip happen, make the trip happen. 
you might want to wait until it's a little cooler, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's 10 degrees cooler there, so it could feel like a reprieve for those exactly. of us that get out of get that get out of the asphalt jungle. She is Clara Nicolosi. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village. We've already hawked at the beginning, but we'll hawk it at the end for how you can reach them. You can visit the show notes and we'll put links to these other these other links that we have hawked during the show. I'll give you the last word, Dennis. Well, I just want to make note the short-term and the long-term uh, work intertwined. You have to have those. If you, if you want to stay for a couple of weeks, and I encourage, and Randy, we talked about this. You know, you purchased a piece of property, and I kept saying repeatedly, go just sit. Take a chair, sit on that land, and look around and go, okay, this could feel like what? Don't just do a drive. Yeah. Well, you forgot who you were talking to. You didn't have to tell me to do that. I was, I, I was doing that, but well, listen, and it's the kind of place we come a week at a time and we didn't have any kind of a grip on the place, which is, a, is I'll end on this note from, from my part, another real reason that I think if you're watching or listening, that you absolutely should get in touch with Clara's office at Remax of hot Springs village is because I spent a week at a time by the time I got to the third trip. So I, I was coming and spending six or seven nights there at a time by the end of the third one. So I've now spent about 21 days inside the village day and night, kind of sort of beginning to get a feel for the place. I mean, it took me the better part of a month staying there, not consecutively coming back you know, and months in between before I really kind of was beginning to get a feel for the place. And while I was a short-term rental, if I was looking to buy, I, I just think it's colossally idiotic in my opinion, to try to get a grip on 26,000 acres of awesomeness on your own. I get it. I get it. I don't want to be in a car with somebody that I don't much care for, but I can promise you Claire has got somebody on her staff. That's your <laughs> cup of tea. She will find somebody that gets along with you. I promise. And, and I was going to say a little earlier, Randy, you touched on it, but if, if you, and it's different, it's different. And, and Randy, you've used the term hundreds of times in our conversations. It's not, it, it, it's not transactional. It's relational. If, if you find a realtor in the village, and I'm not just talking about Remax, they're wonderful mm -hmm. people. But if you find a realtor in the village and you don't find a friend, you did it wrong. Absolutely. You, you, Absolutely. Didn't, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. And, and I want to go back. I'm, I'm minding my own business, Randy. Minding my own business. You're at never Bingo minding Monday your night. own business. You, you don't, you're not believing that? No, no. You know, keep yeah. going. Tell the story. Anyway, so I'm sitting here and Monday night after the end, lady comes up, shakes my hand. She says, you're Dennis. I said, yeah. Got a name badge. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Where's she Randy? Uh, what she said? No, she said, you're Dennis. I'm saying, yeah, it's name, name badge right there. And I said, um, yeah, yeah. And she said, I have probably listened to every one of your podcasts. And I said, really? And she said, we moved from Colorado because we heard, we got a snippet about what you do. And we, we, we researched more and more and more, and we came and stayed a few weeks and we were like, this is, it, it is literally what he's talking about. This, it's not like a, we're doing a paid commercial, that that's not just me and Randy just doing 110 episodes of paid commercial. We love it. It's great. It's wonderful. Come check us, prove us wrong, prove us wrong. What did that Curtis? one email say? We got an email earlier in the week, Claire, and the person yeah, said something about, you know, how good a sales, what good sales guys we were something to that effect. <laughs> he you said, know. what a salesman guy. I got to know more about this hot springs village. I'm like sales sales. We were doing sales. Well, yeah. you know, Hey, when you're high on a place and you're sold on it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like selling, you know, and I tell people this all the time, you know, I, I think we're, we're evangelizing. Right. I mean, we're, we're trying to convert people to what we, what we see and because it's, it's valuable, it's, it's got high, high value. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Well, anyway, this lady heard my voice and knew it was me, but from my voice that, that should, yeah, she's, she's heard too many episodes. This lady standing beside her said, I, I've never watched a show, but we bought here too, based on what she said. And we came here and loved it too. <laughs> wow. And I thought, okay, so that's the power of, of transformation and, and relationships. You know, I I've never listened to all those. She said, I've never listened to the podcast, never seen a podcast, 
But she said, Lisa, Lisa here was just sold on it. And she said, she did all the research. I came and looked at it later and looked at it and went, you're right. This is awesome. This is an amazing place. So the jury's in anyway, for, we're, doing, for, we're trying to do something right. Yeah, I'm trying. Clara, thanks for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you. We will see you next month, Clara, with another update. But for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Randy Contrell, and she is Clara Nicolosi. We will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Clara. Remax of Hot Springs Village, the award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007 or find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.